Welcome back everyone. I'm Rod and this is Rants About News Daily for Monday, October 30th, 2023. The ground invasion of Gaza has officially started. Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, gave a speech on Saturday where he pretty much updated everyone on the current status of the war. He made some apologies and he confirmed that the ground invasion, though he didn't call it an invasion, had begun. He signaled that this is the second phase of his strategy and said that it would be a long and slow war. The New York Times reports that there is little to no information coming out of Gaza about the ground invasion. Israel isn't talking about exactly what the phase of this operation entails, and the citizens of Gaza couldn't reach the outside world because there was a weekend-long blackout going on there. There are many speculations on why no information is coming out of Gaza from Israel, but a popular thought is that it's a strategic move to keep Hamas guessing on what's actually coming. Anti-Israel protests pop up in Russia. Reuters reports that a mob converged on an airport after a message on the Telegram messaging app urged Dagestanis to meet the quote-unquote uninvited guest in adult fashion and to get the plane and its passengers to fly somewhere else. Police said that they had arrested 60 people in connection with the unrest and identified 150 of the most active participants. Security forces told Reuters that the passengers on the plane were safe. So how does the Israel-Gaza conflict connect with Ukraine and Russia? Well, Maria Zakharova, a spokeswoman for the Russian foreign ministry, named Ukraine as the alleged culprit. She did this because the former Russian lawmaker, Ilya Pomeryov, who is currently based in Ukraine, supports the Ultra Dagestan telegram group that the message came from. Pomeryov said on Monday that she used to be an investor in the Ultra Dagestan telegram channel, but no longer has any connection to it. That's all I can make heads or tails of from the article, but it is clear that Ukraine and Russia are naturally blaming each other. There was a UN warehouse raided in Gaza by local citizens. This isn't particularly noteworthy in and of itself, but I do think it speaks to the mindset of the people inside of Gaza, where thousands of Gaza residents broke into a warehouse and distribution center in the United Nations Palestine Refugee Agency, grabbing flour and basic survival items, the organization said on Sunday. And the important part is that the UN also said in this statement that this is a worrying sign that civil order is starting to break down after weeks of war and tight siege on Gaza. We have another mass shooting, this time it's in Tampa, Florida, where CBS News reports a man has been arrested in a mass shooting that erupted during Halloween festivities early Sunday morning. Two people were killed and 18 were injured. According to police chief Lee Burkall, at least two shooters opened fire just before 3 a.m. in the Yarborough City area, Tampa. Later Sunday, he said, detectives arrested Tyrell Stephen Phillips, 22, in connection with the shooting. He was charged with second-degree murder with a firearm. And it seems the cause of the shooting was a disturbance between two groups, said Burkall. Only one arrest has been made, but the search for more shooters is ongoing. So we talked about how Apple is kicking off its second fall event tonight. But if you have a pair of Apple headphones, or really any Apple device, you're in for a treat. So it looks like tonight's event is going to be broadcast in spatial audio, which basically creates 3D sound. Um, and sounds can come from anywhere around you. Uh, they sent out these gift boxes with AirPod Pros in them to some lucky YouTube influencers with the hopes of getting those guys a really good listen as to what's going on. And then they'll be able to go back and talk about that experience on their YouTube channels. But I think that's a pretty interesting uh, development. And if you do have some Apple headphones or you have an Apple device of any kind, because I think all the newer devices, phone, tablets and computers uh, support spatial audio. So yeah, take a listen. It's going to be tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And I think it's going to be all Halloween themed. So be prepared for some spooky music or something. But we'll see. The economy got its latest report card last week. And it's doing pretty good. 
The U.S. economy grew at an annual pace of 4.9, almost 5% in the third quarter, according to figures released by the Commerce Department on Thursday. The unemployment rate is down and below 4% for 20 straight months, and spending on goods rose by 0.7% during September, while spending on services, things like eating out and travel, rose slightly faster. But what about inflation, you say? According to the Commerce Department's yardstick, which is closely watched by the Federal Reserve, consumer prices were 3.4% higher in September than a year ago. Until we are at 2% inflation, credit increases will continue. But despite these numbers, a poll by Gallup this month found that 47% of Americans rate the economy as poor, while only 19% rated as good or excellent, which honestly was my sentiment exactly. So no rapid fire updates today, but I do want to do an update on the main shooter. And it looks like CNN has unearthed some information about how the Maine National Guard asked local police to check on the reservists who killed 18 people after a soldier became concerned he would snap and commit a mass shooting. Sacagawea County Sheriff's Office was told that when he answers the door at his trailer, in the past he usually does so with a handgun in his hand out of view from the person outside. Maine has a yellow flag law that can be used to assess an individual. The first step is for law enforcement to take anyone believed to be dangerous into custody and then have them evaluated by a medical professional. After a diagnosis, a judge can approve an order to temporarily remove the firearms according to the law. CNN's reporting raises new questions about the lack of follow through to make sure the man was not a danger despite serious warning signs that were known by authorities and are now being detailed for the first time. Even the local gun shop owner knew of the shooter's mental state because he admitted mental health issues on a form he filled out for a silencer. He was allowed to purchase the silencer, but was denied the purchase upon pickup. So how much did law enforcement know about the shooter's mental issues? Did they take the proper steps? Could the shooting have been avoided? These are all questions that the authorities are trying to sort through and find answers to now. I'll definitely keep you updated. All right, you guys. And on that note, I'm going to get out of here for the day. I hope you got some value for your time and that you uh, enjoyed the show. If you did, join me here again tomorrow. There'll be more stories. And until then, take care. <laughs>